everyone. Welcome to the Fuel the Fight podcast, Lieutenant Colonel Nick Barringer. I have a, a very special guest here. Um, you know, we worked through a lot of technological issues, uh, but my my first Guinness World Record holder um, on the podcast, uh, Mr. Uh, Brandon Tucker, Third uh, uh, Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, served in there for a number of years, um, and then went and smashed the Guinness world record in pull-ups. Uh, so, so welcome to the show, Brandon. Thanks so much for, for, for being on. Absolutely, sir. It's an honor. Thanks. Hey, one thing I like to start out with when I have people on the show is can you talk a little bit about your army story and what brought you into the military? Yeah. Yeah. Early on, I believe, you know, the biggest motivation for me was I came from a military background. My father served in the Navy, my uncle, served 32 years in the Navy. My brother was active duty at for, he was deployed to Afghanistan around the time that I, you know, made the commitment to, to join. Um, I think that was, that was probably the biggest motivating factor. I, I had a lot of positive influence as far as like the men in my life. And I felt like that was something that, that I needed to do. Um, so I joined in 2011, um, went through basic AIT, airborne school, and then, Ended up writing an essay in Airborne School on why I wanted to be a ranger. I went, over, I ran over to the um, the ranger liaison. I didn't have a, I couldn't get the option forty contract, and I, you know, I did everything I could in basic, and I had the drill sergeants tell me, you know, you keep crushing PT, keep crushing PT, we'll get you a, a ranger contract. Well, my GT score ended up being like one point too low, so I couldn't get the option forty, and. Um, so I asked the recruiter, you know, what to do. And he was like, well, the best thing you do is go airborne school and maybe try to get over to the, the Ranger liaison and just talk to one of the guys down there. So I did. And I walked in. I don't know if you remember Sergeant Brash. Does that name ring a that bell? That name sounds familiar. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> and this is a big guy, you know, and I walk into his office and here I am PFC, I think at that point. And, um, like shaking in my boots and standing at parade dress and he's like what the hell are you doing in my office and I was like I just I want to be a ranger sergeant I like the only thing I could think of to say and he was like what the hell makes you think you you know you're any better than the six dudes that told me the same bullshit last week like you know and I'm like I don't know I, I won't quit you know and he anyways basically tasked me with writing a two-page essay and turning it in the next day um and long story short I took it back and made me run and get a piece of paper off the printer and by that time you know I'm so young and, and scared of everything especially a staff sergeant <laughs> with the tambourine so I um ran to the printer and I'm like shaking I sign it I don't even know what I'm signing I hand it back to him it's like so when when can I uh you know when will I find out if I get if I get a contract or not he's like you just sign the damn contract yeah, I'll see you in two weeks so <laughs> that's kind of how I got into the, the ranger regiment by the seat of my pants but um yeah, I went to RASP and, and did the RASP thing and, and was ended up going to 3rd Ranger Battalion and was assigned to Delta Company. Nice. How was your, so were you already into fitness? Like what was your journey into like kind of that aspect? Like how did you get it so into fitness? <laughs> yeah, I think that was a lot of, you know, the way my dad was, you know, just watching my dad as a kid and he was always kind of jacked and always working out, you know, every house, my, you know, my dad always had a gym in the house. He was always working out and, you know, early on me and my brother would, you know, kind of join in on some workouts and 
my dad called it Tucker boot camp when we were young, you know, so there was a little bit of that, you know, and, and growing up with three brothers or two brothers in the house, you know, I had a younger brother and an older brother. We lived with my mom. So just being in that competitive environment, you know, growing up and having brothers, and especially being the middle brother, <laughs> you kind of get you're the not, middle child, you're not the baby, you're not the, the, you know, the first baby, you're the, the middle. So, yeah. And so then, you know, you, you get out of, of the army, um, from, from my understanding, uh, you know, you said this in other interviews, you had ulcerative colitis, which is a, a, a horrible, you know, condition as a, as a dietitian. I've, I've seen that a few times and, and I know that's, that's painful, but you, you work, you, you work through it and, and you target the pull-up record. Why, why the pull-up record? Uh, so, well, when I got out, it was obviously due to some medical reasons, but following that, uh, or before, you know, I, before my diagnosis with UC, I lost my mm. mom and my stepdad in a car accident. Um, mm. the, the week before my E6 promotion board, and I went on a week of, of leave, uh, Red Cross, you know, put in a Red Cross message and went and handled that and then came home and went straight into my E6 board. Um, and at the time, they didn't really like Sergeant Major didn't realize at the time that I was the same Sergeant Tucker that it just put that Red Cross message in. So, you know, when you're in the promotion board, they send you out and they they, kept, they called me back in real quick. And, um, you know, they were like, you know, Tucker, sit down. And uh, I just I remember that because it, it really made me have a lot of respect for Sergeant Major at the time, um, how he, he took a moment to just kind of be human and you know show some some empathy and also you know congratulate me on being able to compose myself in in such a you know a short notice of, of something like that going through something traumatic and being able to come in and with composure into a, a board following that so um i'm kind of getting off track but uh but yeah so i was going through a lot and a few months after that, I started seeing symptoms of, of what I had. Um, didn't know it at the time. Went to the medics, um, gave me some stool softener. You know, I put it off. Kept, you know, I worked out a lot, and you know, the training's intense. So we just thought it may have been, you know, strain. I had, a, you know, maybe some hemorrhoids going on or something, and, and I kind of just ran through it for for way too long, probably around a year, until it got to the mm. point where it just it, it got bad. Uh, that you know I was trying all kinds of medicine and you know once I got a colonoscopy out you know they found out that I did have colitis and and it was pretty severe at the time and nothing was working um, so I, you know I had to go through a medical evaluation board and then I was medically retired but after I got out I um, four months after leaving the army I was going through a divorce you know so it was just back to back to back slaps in the face, you know, and felt like I was at rock bottom and I'd lost my purpose. And, you know, I, I didn't want to leave the army. I, I loved being a ranger. I loved what I did. I, you know, serving with the guys and, I, you know, all that was gone. So I didn't have that, that, that the brothers around me anymore. I was kind of just the lone ranger. And, you know, now I'm, I'm really alone. And uh, I started seeking help i started reading a lot of self-help books and 
listening to a lot of motivational, you know, videos and any kind of audio I can get my hands on, you know, I was just became obsessed with just mindfulness and, and just overcoming myself, you know, and I stumbled across David Goggins' book um, called Can't Hurt Me. And I, I could really resonate with his story and kind of his upbringing and a lot of the, you know, the domestic violence and stuff that he talks about in this book with his dad and my dad was never a you know a violent dad um but the the men that my mom chose to have in her life there were and i don't know man and then he got to the part about the the pull-ups and i just i was like i said i I'd lost my purpose and I, I was at that point i was pretty good at pull-ups so i was like you know i feel like that's attainable if i really give it my all like no more no excuses but actually go at this wholeheartedly without 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 steering away from that like until I see it through at least give it everything I have before I call it quits and I made the decision to just start knocking out pull-ups and then uh kind of played around with the idea and and it came it rolled off my tongue and once I said it I said it to some dudes at the gym I knew at that point like okay I have to do this I can't I'm not going to do the I'm not going to be this guy here that said I was going to do something and these guys are going to you know hold me to that so I just started telling everyone I told everyone I could you know that I could tell I told them and I took ownership of it and kind of backed myself into a corner to where I I had one you know a choice to make either be that guy or you know that talks a lot of shit or be the guy that says what he's going to do and follows through so that's that's how my pull-up journey started so that's awesome. I mean, you know, especially uh, I, I appreciate you you sharing on here and, and hopefully any young soldier listening to this is, you know, you, you weren't uh, ashamed or scared to seek help and, and looking for kind of a, a more uh, positive way to uh, to deal with those, uh, you know, uh, emotions and, and struggles that you're going through. Um, so you you go for that. What did you learn from, from the attempt? I mean, well, the attempt you were successful because, because what was the final number? 7,000. Uh, what the pre- previous record was 7,600 and I did 7,015. Mm-hmm. So I beat it by 150. Wow. Which doesn't sound like that's a lot. So sound. Yeah, that is, a- no, that sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking to. That sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> Anytime you beat a record by over hundred pull-ups. No, that's awesome. Well, yeah. What, what did you learn from that, that attempt? Was there anything like, you know, from, I mean, cause this is like 24 hours of you and a pull-up bar. Like, like, was there any like aha moments or anything that, that came to, to light in that or. Yeah. I mean, I broke through several mental barriers throughout that 24 hours. Um, you know, around the 5,000 range, I, I looked at my brother and literally told, you know, and meant it that I, I can't physically do another pull-up and he was like bullshit <laughs> like get on the bar you know and I man it was so just amazing it, the whole experience and everything that happened just happened like nothing was forced like there was so when I was training for the pull-ups I was training on the same bar that I planned to attempt the pull-up record on and I started writing like I would listen to audiobooks and stuff and like you know these motivational youtube videos and stuff while i'd be working out and training and i started writing stuff that would resonate with me i would write it on the wall with chalk on the brick wall and it turned into this you know 
people in the gym and everyone would see me getting after training for this record. And it just became a thing in the gym where people would write their inspirational quotes on the wall. And, you know, and it just became this big wall of quotes behind the pull-up bar. And um, so I had so many of these little edges, you know, that, that really Matt, like, it doesn't sound like that would be so like effective in like a hard situation, but it was for me because some of the things that were written on that wall, you know, were, were things about my mom and things about the, you know, just that reminded me of the military and, and just getting through, you know, those hard times. And so I remember looking up at that wall and seeing my mom's name on the wall and it's like, I got more, you know, and it makes me emotional, but, but yeah, I, I I showed myself that day that, that I can, when you think you've given it your all, there's always, there's always a little bit more fuel. It's just, you got to tap into that. And so, I, I, but yeah, that, that for me, you know, when I did it, what the, the question was, what am I capable of? And that was kind of what I was trying to prove is what am I capable of? And if I do commit to something full, you know, all in, then I can do anything, you know, I really believe that I, that I can with the right amount of focus, you know, the right amount of discipline and commitment and all these things that, that went into it. Um, if I approach anything in life with that same focus and same dedication, I, I know in the end I'll be successful no matter what I do. And that was kind of what I needed for me, you know, transitioning out of the military. No, I mean, I mean, that's awesome. And it's, it's, it's wild to, to think that you thought you were tapped out at 5,000 pull-ups and yet, you know, yeah. 2,000 and several hundred more uh, you had in the tank. Was there any, you know, as a dietitian, I got to ask, what was your nutrition strategy? So how's that? Because that, that intrigues me over 24 hours. Like, how did you fuel for that? Well, I, I, I tried not to get off from what I had been doing up to that point what was working was working and and i just kept going with this so it was a lot of um dried fruit fresh fruit a lot of nuts a lot of um like trail mix and then throughout the 24 hour you know some some bars and stuff i tried not to eat those those protein bars and stuff like that they just didn't set right with my, my guts and stuff but um the dried fruit fresh fruit lots of carbs man and uh what else? I, I did schedule like three main meals throughout the day. Um, there was a restaurant right by the gym. So they, they were able to, he was a friend of mine. He was hooking me up with some, I think he brought some carrot juice in at one point and some other smoothies and stuff. And then he, he cooked a few meals. Um, but it wasn't anything crazy. Just like some chicken rice, um, pretty, pretty plain stuff, man. It wasn't, there was nothing special about the, the diet. Um, I, I was maintaining, hydration through you know i was getting on a scale periodically uh making sure that i was staying hydrated but outside of that it was just the normal what what i was used to uh, i wasn't taking any supplements or you know drinking some no supplements i took coffee i had some calf you know some coffee wow. okay no, no pre-workout um no creatine no beta alanine no 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 <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All all natural. Just just went for it. Okay. Yeah. Now right after this, or, or shortly thereafter, then you did what the muscle up world record? Is that yeah. 
Yeah, I did that at the, that was a really cool experience. We did um, with the Gallant Few, the, the vet, or the, yeah, the veteran nonprofit with Tony Main. He was able to host or get us a spot up at the Veteran Memorial and Museum in Columbus, Ohio. And so we got to do it there. But we did the 24 hour record, um, the record at the time. Well, it's still being verified by Guinness. Guinness is slow. Unless you pay them, they, they're slow. It took a year for me to find out about the pull-ups. So back in January of this year, January 31st, we did uh, the 24-hour muscle-up, bar muscle-up. And those are strict, no kipping or anything. And the record I set out to beat was 1,256. 12, and I did 1,300. And I stopped short. I didn't do full 24. I only did 21 hours. But it, to me, it was, it was more painful. Um, it was in a new new environment. Um, it was harder mentally and physically. I, I think, like I said, that having that community, which I still had the, the support team and, and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just felt more at home when I did it here in Columbus, Georgia. You know, so I think that made it easier. You're doing it on the road. Yeah, in a new environment, I could see that. What I mean, what about like? Are, so, do you got any other attempts on on the horizon? Is this is this kind of kind of be something you do? Is like just crush world records? I do. I, I do realize I need I need something like this in my life. Um, I'm very tunnel vision though. So so when I do commit to something, I, everything else kind of falls aside. So. It really depends with school. I'm, I'm, a, I'm in school right now full time at Columbus State University, um, working towards my degree in kinesiology and exercise science. Um, so it really depends. I know that when I do, it's going to it's not going to be a 24 hour one. I do. I have been watching some some of these one minute pull up records, like the, the most pull ups in one minute with the weighted pack. There's like a 40 pound record, 60 and an 80 pound record. And all of those, I feel, with with some some focus for a couple of months, I, I feel I could get there. So. No, that, that's awesome. So so majoring in kinesiology, uh, that's a major near and dear to my heart. So so what do you want to do long term with with that? You got any plans or? Yeah. Uh, so my plan right now, I, I've I'm still here, you know, in the Columbus area. And I, when I got out, I, I started taking some seminars and, and stuff on real estate investing. And I ended up getting a rental property that I'm renting out right now that I'm looking to sell here in a couple of years. She got two more years to buy the home. And then um, I plan to take the money I get from that house. And my girlfriend, who is a, she just graduated residency. She's doing a sports medicine fellowship. And we're looking at starting our own gym slash treatment facility down in Florida um, in the next two to three years. So that's kind of what I want to do with it. I want to you know, run my own, my own gym, um, more functional fitness. Um, I'm really passionate about like corrective exercise. So helping people with injuries and, and things like that, kind of overcoming those things. Um, from my experience as a coach, those are the most rewarding testimonials is when you have someone that a doctor told them that you know you're not going to be able to do this and then through you know proper training you're able to kind of surpass what the expectations were so that's kind of where my passion is no that that's awesome and I, and I love it and I, and I love when uh you know I'm, I'm 100% biased I love it when rangers get into human performance <laughs> so I know a few folks that 
that have went out and, and got into that space. Um, I, I keep trying to recruit, you know, a ranger to uh, become a dietitian. Um, but I, but I know a few who, yeah, are, are either in the space, either strength coaches or, or, uh, uh, running gyms like that. So, so that's awesome. Um, what, what advice would you give to like a new, you know, soldier, like listening to this coming into the military, like to prepare, um, you know, based on your experience? Yes, fun. Soak it up. Um, you just always know that there's more to learn. Um, and, and look two steps ahead. You know, I, I would always, you know, when I was enlisted, I would always, you know, I'd listen to my team leader, but I was always looking at that squad leader position, you know, what, and, and, and you know, taking the good and the bad and, and kind of creating and molding my own leadership style through learning from them and, and knowing what right, what right looks like and what wrong looks like. Cause you know, it doesn't matter what unit you're in. There's always that one guy that, that, we'll show you what wrong is, you know, and, but, but in a red, in the regiment, man, there's so many good leaders. And so just, uh, just be a sponge and soak it up because it's not like that when you get out, you know, the leader, the good leaders are hard to find. So if you do go into range, and, regiment, and what a if you go to range regiment, you know, take it for what it is, make the most of it. No, I mean, I mean, that is, that is true. I've, I've never been in any organization of, you know, so many high performers, the norm is, is, is the high yeah. performer. Um, and it's, and it's humbling to be in that environment. Um, what, what's your most valuable piece of advice for, for someone who wants to achieve an audacious goal like this, like, you know, <laughs> over 7,000 pull-ups in 24 hours, over 1300, uh, muscle-ups in, in 24 hours. I mean, for, that's a mind blowing goal. Like, like, do you approach it like any other goal or is there like one key piece of advice you could tell somebody, Hey, if you want to go big, this is what you need to do. If you're going to go big, start small, set small goals mm. and be consistent because that is the only way. Because if you're setting a big goal, you know, you're setting a big goal when you, when it's hard for you to, to believe it yourself. And for me, when I said I was going to break the pull-up record, I, deep down in my heart found it hard to believe that but that belief was built through day-to-day -day action through through doing the shit that nobody else was doing and having the confidence at night to say that that nobody's doing what i'm doing there's no way nobody's as crazy as me so when you and you know when you're not <laughs> there you can't lie you, you i mean you can but at the end of the day it's on you and and until you can take full ownership of that um, you're going to come to a point where you're, you're going to, you're going to hit a roadblock and, and you're going to get thrown off course, but, but you have to get back on and, and see it through to the end. But I, I think it all starts with finding that belief and through the only way to, for me to find that was, was to do, do the work. And that's where the confidence came. That's where my self-esteem, you know, was lifted and, and all those things it, it, it didn't start that way. I never, was like oh I got this you know it was I'm gonna tell people that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna force myself into a position to where I've got to I've got to follow through no that, that that's awesome are there any uh book recommendations or resource recommendations uh you give to folks in terms of whether it's it's you know a mental approach to tasks or I definitely would recommend David Goggins's book can't hurt me um mm -hmm. napoleon hill 
he's got several good books. Um, I mean, any any kind of self help, self development book. If if it's in that, it's 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 gonna help you. <laughs> the more the the more the better. You know, the more listening and reading you can do. Obviously, it's it's gonna help. I'm not stuck on a particular um, author or, or podcast or anything like that. I, I kind of dabble into a little bit of everything. Um, very fascinated with like the laws of the universe. I don't know if you know about like the law of attraction and the law of vibration and things like that, but I think those are some things that I kind of picked up on and found to, to find a little bit of truth in some of those things through my own life and my own experiences is, is, you know, you walk into a room and, you know, there's that negative person in the room, you can feel it, you know, or if a negative person walks into the room, you can almost feel their vibration. I, I for me, I, I started to practice some of those things and to try to hone in and be more aware of the vibe that, you know, the vibrations I'm putting off and the, the energy that I'm letting out because I feel like I keep a lot of things bottled up and I sometimes come across, you know, the wrong way or people, you know, get the wrong, you know, perception or, or whatever of me. And, and so it was a lot of internal focus. Um, I'm still working on it. It's trying to be the best. Me no, that I-, <laughs> I, I love it. Hey, you, you're doing an awesome job. Where, where can folks find you if they want to learn more about, you know, the Brandon, uh, uh, Tucker world record, you know, setter, you know, where's, uh, I mean, I'm usually alone, <laughs> keep to myself. I'm very, uh, introvert, but, um, no, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, don't even know my handle actually. I think it's Brandon Tucker. Let me see. Brandon or yeah, I'll Tucker put it on the show notes. Yeah. Tucker one underscore Brandon that I'm pretty active on there. Try to be anyway. Yeah, I'll put it. That's it. Any, any. What do you think? You're gonna write a book? We got I feel. I feel like we need more. I, you know, I keep plugging this. I think more rangers need to write books. Don't let the seals, you know, yeah. uh, saturate the market. I, I. That is the long-term goal, but I. I, I still got to write the story, so I, I'm gonna work on that. I've got. I feel like I have a lot more potential, a lot more to give, and who knows? Uh, I'm gonna see how far I can go. I, I think you're going to go uh, far. I mean, you've already gone far. Brandon, thanks so much for for taking the time to chat with me and share your story. I mean, as soon as I read about it, and I can't remember when I first saw that, it, it might have been like Coffee or Die or, or one of those, you know, kind of articles I follow. And I saw somebody going for the record and I saw, you know, it was a prior ranger. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Um, yeah. So so thanks so much for, for jumping on here and, and chatting uh, with me. And I wish you the best, and I know you're going to be uh, successful in uh, you know whatever you do. Absolutely, and again, thank you for having me.